0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Love Talk
2: Radio. License in journey. Hallelujah. Well, hello, hello,
3: and good evening, everyone. And welcome back. For those who join us regularly, and welcome to the newbies to Life's Uncertain Journey, the Law Talk Radio Mm -hmm. broadcast, and we are live. And I'm your co-host, Alicia Lockhart, and I'm here with our broadcast host, Nadine Davis. We're excited to be back to do what the Lord has set us aside to do. That's right. And that is proclaim his
1: gospel. That's it, girlfriend.
3: Yes, indeed. So Life Uncertain Journey broadcast engages our listeners with real talk about real times, but from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're conducting kingdom-focused conversations to help us navigate these uncertain times. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> and this broadcast is for Tuesday, August eleventh, 2020. I especially would like to welcome any new listeners again. Amen. Um, that may may be joining us for the first time. And um, you can also watch us live if you like. Or you can join our conversation by dialing 929-477-3427. Repeating it, 929-477-3427. Thanks,
1: Alicia. Yes, indeed. Well, Welcome everyone. Um, So glad to have you joining us today. Thank you so very much for visiting with us. Um, As Alicia said before, we're on a mission um, Mm -hmm. to proclaim God's gospel, to encourage and build the hearts of his people. And so he opened this door, so we walked through it. And so today's conversation um, is going to be centering around pretty much what we started on last week, uh, but with a little twist, uh, we were, were coming from Revelations 2:29. It says, "Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He's saying to the churches today."
2: Yes. This is in
1: the New Living Translation. And I'm telling you, it is so key that we are able to hear uh, the voice of God at this hour. There's so many voices clamoring for our attention so many differing messages that are going across the, the airways that there's only one message we want to hear. And that's the message that comes from, come from the throne of God. And so uh, that is uh, one of the scriptures. And the other scriptures that uh, God put on my heart uh, just last night uh, is from Jeremiah eight twenty, And that says, the people cry out. The sum is gone. The harvest is over, but we haven't been saved. Uh-huh. This coronavirus ain't went nowhere. What's up? What's going on? You know? So um, definitely the Holy Spirit would uh, desire to have us knowledgeable of what's going on around us. Is If you remember uh, back when all of these things started, we were talking about being aware of the signs of our times and so forth and so on. And so uh, a lot of us have diverted uh, our focus off of that, you know, onto other things because, you know, the virus started going down and people just got back to doing what they were doing before. But it's not time for that. Uh This is not the time for that. So uh, that's going to be the uh, subject of our conversation because the question remains, are we hearing and heeding what the Holy Spirit, spirit is saying to the church today but before we begin our conversation i'm going to ask my hubby uh brother john davis he is my hubby and my brother in christ uh but i'm going to ask him as always if he would please open our broadcast with prayer
2: be my pleasure can you hear me we can hear you dear amen as y'all be talking and introducing and welcoming people, uh, I'll be asking, Lord, Lord, uh, what do I say? And because it's not about the people, I'm talking to you, and I'm asking you to give me the words to say. So, uh, uh, again, as, uh, as my sisters and my wife and my, uh, they said, uh, we welcome y'all to the podcast. And uh, this is not about us. It's about God. What we're doing is... Uh, he man, he he told us to advance, you know, uh, go and make disciples. Uh, in those days, as far as I know, they didn't have computers, and uh, but they did have these viruses, and stuff. They did have shut-ins and those type of things. And even in the shut-in times, like Paul, and you know, would shut in for a couple of years. You know the. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the uh, Israelites were shut in When uh, the, uh, the, the, the deaf uh, man came the deaf, the, You know, the Passover time They were shut in But what was going on all this time Was the word of God And, and if you notice, uh, even in shut in They say, well, the death is going to shut But God will protect us See, And that's what's going on now uh, No matter what situation we're in Those who are in Christ Jesus God will protect us the Lord tells Hallelujah. us, uh, do not be afraid of what man can do to you. Be afraid of him, because he can not only kill your soul, kill your body, but send your soul to hell. Father, we thank you, Lord, that who you are. You, you said, Lord, mm-hmm. that nothing can separate us from your love. And that, dear Father in heaven, we are your children. We're joint heirs. And, yes, no, but not, and you knew it from the day you created us, Lord. But in spite of that, you still chose us. We didn't choose you. You Thank chose you, us. Thank and you. then you said, Lord, to never leave us, nor forsake you, Lord. So when we uh, openly declare that you are our Lord and Savior, Lord, then you said now that we must learn who we are in Christ Jesus. We not, now must become doers of the word. Well, Father, I ask you to help us become doers of your word, Lord, because we can't even do that. But then, Father in heaven, you said there's nothing. We simply ask you, Lord. You said man that lacks wisdom simply ask you, Lord. And you will give it to us freely, Lord. And you won't rebuke us for asking. So, Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord. We're asking you. you now, Lord, to how to feed your sheep. That was one of the things you told Peter. You said, feed my sheep. But, well, Lord, we are your yes. peers now. We ask you to teach us to feed the sheep, Lord. Feed us your word, Lord. Just as we need nourishment for our stomachs, we need your word, dear Father in heaven, to feed yes, us, Lord, we for do, we Lord. Can know you more, Lord. Help us, dear Father heaven, when we respond to one another, Lord, that we do it according to your will, Lord. Not our pet peeves and try to please people, but how to tell people, Lord, that, that, that you love them, Lord. That, dear Father in heaven, yes, you're here for us, Lord. And that, dear Father, there's nothing new to you. Nothing down here is new to you. Nothing, nothing happens without you are allowing it to happen, Lord. So, Father in heaven, we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise, Lord. We bow to you, Lord. Oh, There's okay. nothing down here, Lord, that we focus on no more than you, Lord. Everything we have, Lord, from ourselves, Lord, to our family members, our children, Lord, our moms and pops, Lord, our friends, our home, our finances, our cars, everything, Lord, we give up to you, Lord. We put nothing before you, Lord. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise, Lord. We thank you for these things that we can use. We ask you tonight, Lord, show up, this, Father, heaven in our lives, Lord. Show up in this message tonight, Lord. And, Father, we have ears to hear, and that word will softens our heart and go deeply rooted in, for we better use it to advance your kingdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen.
1: Amen, amen. Amen, Glory to God. Yeah, it is so important that that word has its weight in us. I mean, it is a transforming power that uh, God has provided that not only brings us uh, you know, invigorates us and, and gives us life, but it gives us direction. All the things that are necessary for us to be able to stand in this last and evil day uh, is found in God's word. And If you're not spending time in God's word, baby, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You don't have anything to guide your life. Somebody comes along and gives you some of their little worldly wisdom, and you think that you're learning something. But I'm telling you, if it's not lining up with what God has written, the instructions that he's given in his word, you' are gonna find yourself in trouble. So, I just encourage everyone, just like my husband said, you know, get in the Word of God. Let it begin to do its work in you. It has its own transformative transformative power. It's more than mere words written on a page. The Bible says that in the, uh, Ecclesiastes, I mean, the Proverbs that they're uh, life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That's how powerful God's Word is. Sharper than a two-edged sword, cuts coming and going. Not only uh, cutting things off of us, but also cutting that 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 evil one that always comes against us with his lies. So, um, you know, I know that, uh, and I'm grateful for the journey that God has uh, put my husband and I on. Uh, Alicia just watching how God has transformed her life, and you know, you know, she, we're all still going through. We haven't arrived. Okay. None of us have. Not on this side. Not on Amen. But I'm telling you this much. The journey that we are on, we're not getting off. I don't care. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And I'm not I don't want me to do it. I don't want people to do I won't let people do it and definitely won't let the devil do it. But the point of it is, is that God has a purpose and a plan for everybody that He created on this planet. So I believe that we found our purpose, and we're going to pursue it until God changes it or calls us home or whatever it is that happens. But there's no better time than now to get on the Facebook, get on the airways. You know, if it costs you a couple of dollars, pay the couple of dollars. But if you know the gospel, you know that Jesus Christ has done things in your life, you know, we can't necessarily get out and travel and do like we want to. I think I was sharing last week, Paul was on house arrest and have the time in prison. But guess what? It did not stop the word of God from going out. He sent letters. We've got Facebook. We've got YouTube. We've got all kinds of stuff, you know, that God has provided, and we need to take advantage of it. And so, um, um, anyway, I digress. But um, <laughs> for those of you that may be visiting us for the first time, I uh, just want to let you know that Life's Uncertain Journeys journeys, broadcast it's live and interact. What we're designed to take place is that there be a conversation going on between us. And so uh, you won't be able to do that on Facebook. Well, you, in a way you can because Alicia can see your comments and she can respond to those. I can't see them right now. But if you want to be a part of the conversation that we're having, all you need to do is dial in. Uh, dial 929-477-3427. That's 929-477-3427. That way we can hear you, our listeners can hear you, our Facebook uh, uh, family can can hear you as well. And we always encourage you uh, and tell you that Alicia and I don't have all the answers. The very few that we have, we're going to give them up. But there's a lot still that we don't understand. However, the Holy Spirit is in all God's children. And because he's there, that means that he can speak. He can speak through me. just like he speaks speak through Alicia. He can speak through you. So if you do feel inclined to share something, by all the means, we just want to encourage you to do that. You don't, as I always say, you don't know whose ears are ready to hear the message that God deposited in your heart. But if you keep it to yourself, they're not going to get it. Be encouraged to do that. Uh, when we open the mics, look, good gracious. When we open the mics, um, uh, and we'll let you know. Then that's the time that you can, you know, you can share and 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 give us whatever God put on your heart. But um, this broadcast is a Christian broadcast first and foremost, and it takes place every Tuesday at seven o'clock p.m. And you can hear us in all the, you know, in all the United States, and then there are several other countries that also uh, broadcast our our uh, our signal, and so. Uh, we're thankful to God for this door and this opportunity that He 's given us. We want to engage our listeners in conversations that center around the Gospel of Jesus Christ, discipleship, spiritual growth, and how to overcome the enemy of our souls. Um, so uh, those of you who are listening, we encourage you to please reach out to us. We have an email address life's uncertain journey at gmail dot com. Um, if you would like um, some more information about what, who we are, what we're doing, we're also on Facebook, Twitter. I had to shut down my Instagram uh, page shortly uh, for a short period because somebody had somehow got in there and was sending out bogus, bogus messages. So that will be back up um, soon. And then, of course, we have a website, lifeuncertainjourney.org, and you can visit there as well. And that's life
3: with an S. We always like to remind, you know, um, anyone that's going to try to use that. And we also want to remind you all, you know, that we, uh, God loves all of us. He loves me, you, everybody. And we don't want you to just listen, but actually come to accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. And so, having said that, a lot of times, you know, we say it's interactive, and you know, we on the radio, y'all. So we gotta, you know, fill the airtime with godly stuff, yeah. so that you know, we 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 are presenting uh, a Definitely. message. But if you have a message and we're talking, let us know you got something to say. Yeah. You know, if you got that journey, just go ahead and, and jump in there. We'll stop and listen. Mm-hmm. You know, because we would rather you if you have a prompting from the Holy Spirit yes. to share. We want to hear yes, it, ma'am. okay? And we might have some things we're sharing in the middle of it, but we'll get back to it. We mm-hmm. want to give you the opportunity because sometimes we don't get around to doing that because we're talking, and you may not know just when to jump in. But when mm-hmm. you are led, jump in, and we will uh, we will pause and hear uh, what you have to say. Once the oh, mic's are open, when the mic's are open, let me interact, talk with us, let us know, Amen. you know. And um, I just want to tell you that um, salvation is God's idea and His plan to redeem the fall, the fallen, making Himself, making to Himself and to a wonderful relationship He designed for us from the
2: beginning.
3: Mm-hmm. And so we like to share that plan of salvation with you. So you can email us. It's the same uh, uh, life uncertain journey, but it's at gmail mm-hmm. So you can email us, and we promise to get back to you if you yeah. you know want you know a discipleship. We have a discipleship study for those who are ready to die to their old life and live for Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's called Disciple Me, and let us know if you're interested at that email address, life journey at gmail com. Also, I'd like to let you know that Brother John, who just prayed for us, and Nadine, our host, and his wife, oversee Charlotte Christian Fellowship. It's an outreach ministry. God has called to share the gospel and to make disciples. Amen. John hosts, also hosts a weekly broadcast called New Beginnings every Wednesday. So the day after this, 7 p.m., same time. Yep. And his co-host, he has a co-host of Booker. Alexander, they offer a chapter-by-chapter chapter study of the book of Genesis, and they'd love to have you to join them. Mm-hmm. And to do so, you can call 657-383-24, 383 um,
1: 1624
3: That's every
1: Wednesday. That's seven. Amen. Thank you, Alicia. And um, I, I want to uh, invite everybody to uh, mark your calendars, please, for October the 24th uh the women who overcome will be hosting their 2020 freedom in Christ virtual conference and uh so the registrations will be starting up real soon but just mark it on your calendar so you can have it once we do start uh, promoting it and letting everybody uh, uh, and opening up the registration yes
3: yeah, save the date save the date is coming god willing <laughs> <laughs> And um, so I want to give some broadcast uh, instructions. As Nadine gets ready to open the mic to begin our conversation, please Mm -hmm. remember to mute your phone. You can do star six or just hit your mute button, whichever is easiest for you. And that will keep distracted noises down so we can enjoy and hear our conversation clearly. Mm -hmm. Please remember that this, again, is interactive. We want to hear from you. So we encourage your participation in the discussion. Just remember to unmute yourself and then when you're done put it back on mute. But well, we do want to hear from you. We encourage you yes. to get involved. Um, yes. So I would like to invite um, our listeners to consider attending Sweet Shower Moment Prayer Call on Saturday, August 15th. That's this Saturday mm-hmm. and it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So okay. please visit our Facebook page, The Women Who Overcome, for more information.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
3: we've mentioned that this is a sister ministry that Nadine serves under, mm-hmm. um, under the anointed guidance and wisdom of Sharon Gamble. Yes. You can also visit her website, www. Say it again, sweetcela. Cela. S e l a h. dot mm-hmm. org. Yeah. for more information. Um, I know we've yeah. given a lot of uh, websites and information, so if you need more, um, you know, something repeated, put it in our Facebook live chat and I'll put it up there. Matter of fact, I'll put some of this up there
1: Very good, Very good. Thank you so much, Alicia. Yeah, um, Sweet Salon Ministries, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, it was Sharon Gamble that really encouraged uh, me to take a uh, a break in July, and uh, we have been been broadcasting since 2018, and we never had a break. But um, she was moved by the Lord to do the same thing, and she said, well, you know, she had pretty much the same concerns I did about, you know, well, if you shut everything down, what's going to happen? But um, that that wasn't our problem. Our problem was to go ahead and take advantage of the time to have a sweet say la moment in other words time to be with the Lord, to sit still and and, and and let him be God in our lives. That's what we did for the month of July and Sharon is um a great woman of faith and I thank God for her. So um just to kind of give a recap from uh what happened uh what we talked about last week, um I failed and you will have to give me those that you was here last week. I failed to even allow you all to have any conversation because I got so carried away with the with the conversation, but it wasn't a conversation. I was running my mouth about what God had put on my heart, and it, it just flowed. So anyway, so I thought I'd kind of change things around this week. I'm going to, you know, do the conversation on the front end and uh, then move to the message that I believe God had put on my heart. But um, I don't want to uh, to... Uh, do the same thing again and don't allow you all to share uh, whatever God has put on your heart. So I'm going to put this question out there. And uh, those of you who are willing and uh, feel led to, by all means, you can respond and we'll take some time to listen to what uh, the Holy Spirit has been saying to you. And this is the question. What has the Holy Spirit been saying to you lately? I mean, I'm assuming uh, that most of us that are listening on the broadcast tonight are, are believers. Uh, if not uh, new believers, at least we've been on the journey for a little while uh, to, to know the voice of God. And so um, if there are any of you that would like to share what the Holy Spirit has been to you uh, at this hour, now is the time. If you don't mind, you can share it with us. Thank you. Anyone? Nobody?
3: I'll share. Hey, Nadine. Hey, darling. Go right oh, ahead. Yeah. How y'all doing? Very um, wh- One of the things that the Holy Spirit has really um, been uh, pointing me towards lately is that my ways are not as nearly as good as his ways. And I can plan and plan and plan all day long, but it ain't going to do me any good because (laughs) ultimately, wherever I end up, as long as I have Christ, wherever I end up is where he wants me to be. And where he wants me to be is bound to be a million times better than whatever I have in mind. Just keeping it pretty simple, that's kind of, you know, what... What I've been Amen. uh feeling lately is uh we we plan and God
1: Praise God laughs. <clears throat> yes. So uh-huh. and that's the way that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, sweetheart, I know that um uh this young lady is uh you know, really uh been experiencing some wonderful revelations from the Lord and you know, she's also being buffeted by the by the devil. You know, uh-huh. but uh, I thank God for what he has been um, able to uh, get into her spirit about her relationship with him. You see, God is the constant. We're not, okay? Just like she said, she may have ideas about what she may want to do. We may have ideas about what we want to do. But at the end of the day, it's best you best to check in with the good Lord. I know that's right. Get, get his confirmation. Because the days of what we live in are so wicked, you see? So you don't want to take those chances of following your leading. You want to follow God's leading. Thanks for sharing, sweetheart. Anyone else?
3: Don't
1: be oh. shy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Well. I'm going to take that to mean that I've got the floor. So I'm going to go right ahead on and share with you what uh, what God has given me to share. For um, Of course, for any new list listeners, um, you all remember, of course, I said this before that we took this break. And uh, before we took the break, uh, we had been uh, dealing with the bride must make herself ready. We had concluded that God had spoken to the whole world that he was warning us that uh, we were about to enter into another age or another dispensation. Now, according to the biblical scholars, there's supposed to be seven dispensations. Okay. And then there's some of them to say there's only three dispensations. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you have to read the word of God for yourself because everybody's got their own opinion about whatever, but, it's only the word of God that will prevail. But we are currently in uh, the dispensation of the church. This is what is also known as the grace age, where God's grace has been poured out upon all men and given us an opportunity to come to the knowledge uh, of, uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, because uh, from at the very beginning, Uh, Of course, you know what happened in the garden. Um, The enemy showed up and attempted to foil God's plan of having his family running this planet. But uh, since that day, there has been a constant battle going on in the heavenlies and in our lives. His whole plot revolves around lies, lies that have no truth to them. And if you remember, um, when Jesus showed up, you know, Satan even tried him. And so the point that I'm making is you know that if you try Jesus, he's definitely gonna try you. Because wow. that's that's just you know, that's the nature of, of who he is. He's a liar, the Bible says, has been from the very beginning. He's the father of lies. And so that lie he told Adam and Eve in the garden is what got us in this you know, the, the you know, got us separated from God in the first place. However, um You know, God is the greater one. He is the one that's in charge. And so this whole idea about salvation came about because of what Satan did in the garden and how he tricked mankind out of his rightful uh, reign reign and rulership here on this planet. And so God said, that's okay, I'm going to send my son, and he's going to straighten this thing out. And you know what? Jesus did exactly what God sent him to do. Everything has been taken care of. I was telling someone uh, today... That uh, you, we got to come to grips with the fact of who's and who we are. You got to understand that God is not thinking up your life as you go along, okay? He's not waiting for you to do something wrong and then he has to figure out a way to, to fix it. No, that's not how it works. You see, God knows the end from the beginning. He's already got your 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 life mapped out. You just don't know it. But the point of it is is that when we entrust our lives into the care of His son, we don't have to worry about it because the Holy Spirit comes and then he starts directing us. That is, if we're listening, if we're paying him any attention, he starts ordering our steps. And so we wind up in places that we probably wouldn't even be. We wouldn't go. But it's in retrospect that you discover that even when you didn't know it, God's been with you all alone every step of the way. Yeah. So, um, this grace age that, that's about to come to a close has a climax to it. And that climax is ta-da! <laughs> our Lord coming in the clouds to receive us unto himself, to take us back to the place that he said he prepared for us. Remember John 14? He says, I go to a prayer place for you, to where I am you going to be. Look, all oh, that you know, been going on, and I, hopefully they're getting, you know, he's got it all done, you know what I'm saying, because <laughs> when he comes for us, when he comes for us, that's where we're going back, we're going back to the place that he has prepared for us, and we are going to spend time in the kingdom of God, the real kingdom of God, I know the kingdom of God is in us, but I'm talking about, you know, the streets that are paved with gold and all those pearl on the gates and all that stuff, we get to go there. And so, um, but until that time comes, we have been hearing warnings. Warnings alarms have been going off ever since uh, you know, the beginning of the year when all of these things started to happen. This COVID virus showed up and swept all across the nation, taking millions upon millions of lives. I mean, it's just it's just a no brainer to 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 understand that the things that have been happening since then are things of biblical proportion. That's what CNN said. Okay? Mm. CNN said that there were things happening around the world that had biblical implications. I didn't even mm-hmm. think CNN believed in the Bible. But uh-huh. they know something's up. But so what about. <laughs> yeah, but. So what about us? What what about us is, say we are the followers of Jesus Christ. If anybody should be aware of what's going on, we should. Uh-huh. We should know what's happening. And so when the when the alarms start going up, going off, you know, we have to then hunker down and get in God's face and find out, you know, what is God saying to us? What is the Holy saying to us in these uh, incidents and things that we see that are going on around the world? So what I believe uh that God was giving us warning signs to prepare us for this dispensational change that is about to take place, because it's going to take place, okay? And either you are ready for it or you're not. Now, the thing that disturbed me um, last night, I was uh, asleep, and I heard Jeremiah 8.20. Startled me and woke me up, okay now, my husband and i we sleep with the scriptures playing, so you know we we've got um christian movies and and scriptures and you know things that we listen to through the night, and so it could be that, that you know maybe it played on on one of the segments of the Bible that was playing or something like that, but that particular scripture woke me up. And when I woke up, I was—I felt antsy. I felt alarmed uh, because those were some strong things. He said, the harvest is done, the summer is gone, and we are not saved. Huh. And I'm saying, what do you mean we are not saved? So, of course, I had to get up, you know what I'm saying, to put up my Bible and let me see what the Word of God says about what I just heard. And so it was during that time that I began to look into the scripture. And, of course, as I was reading Jeremiah, um, I, you know, I remember. I remember that, uh, that God had called Jeremiah to warn Israel that they were about to go into captivity. He raised Jeremiah up as a little boy. You know, Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm just a little boy. You can't. You know you can't put this assignment on me. And God said, "Wait a minute! You don't you don't tell me about the stuff that I created. I'm the one who created you. You see, God created all of us with a purpose. This young boy, you would have anticipated that he would have probably been better off choosing a more mature, seasoned man, you know, as a prophet at that at that time. No, he called a boy, same way he did Samuel. So yes. the the point that I'm making is is that uh, God was was allowing me to understand that we need to get in step with the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be languishing behind. And you know, those of you who remember when we were talking about uh, comparing what was, what happened to first chosen people, Israel, the first church, Mm -hmm. and how God wanted us to compare his relationship, his interactions With them with some of the things that were happening in our lives because there's a correlation there he even told us he said the things that were written the things that happened to Israel were an example for you Mm -hmm. so that you don't make the same mistakes that they did that you don't wind up in the same uh, spot that they did and so the spot that Israel wound up in was the fact that even after God Put judgment on the leaders of their city, of their their, their, their country, and not Egypt. Okay? Even though God judged Egypt, where uh, the Israelites lived, but with all the things that God judged Egypt for, he didn't allow any of it to impact his people. And so we learned that, you know, early on, that we could be assured. Because God said so. What you saw happen with Israel is the same thing. I want you to understand and make that an example for you to know how I deal with different things. And so he told them, listen, the death angel is coming, and when the death angel comes, he's going to kill all the firstborn. And listen, but in order for you to escape that, you need to take the blood of a lamb and put it on your doors and get inside. Lock the door and stay inside. Okay. And that that was uh, a, a very good visual of uh, the early church dealing with the stay-in-place order that we were given. And we was hollering and screaming and, no, you know, why did you want to make us stay, you know? But uh, but that's the way God allowed it to happen. So here we see this uh, Jeremiah 8 showing up, and I'm saying, Lord, you know, what's the correlation here between what was going on with Jeremiah in his day and what you're saying about um, – What's going on in our day, and believe it or not, they're still along the same vein mm-hmm. that we need to be getting ourselves prepared and ready. We're being warned, and we need to take advantage of the warning because there are consequences when you don't take advantage to the warning that God is sending. And so that's right. what we're out—that's what we're out here to share with you today. Go ahead, Alicia. You had something to say. I was—I was just
3: thinking, and as you were talking, and, and and a lot of things were coming to mind. And the first thing is we have to be. Sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, yes. and we have to be obedient to it. And so, like your example of hearing this, well, you didn't just, just lay there and I wonder what, what that is. is, and you know, roll over. You said no, this had a a, a stirring. Yes, ma'am. And I need to pursue it to yes. see it. It's just like the story, and you know how I do with my biblical stories, but you'll remember. <laughs> A little boy. He was asleep, and God whispered to him, and he got up and ran and said, you call me? Samuel.
1: He said,
3: Samuel. He said no, and he did that a couple times to Take heed to that. Because if he didn't, he wouldn't even stir us, right? Yes. And so that was that that was a, a wonderful thing. Like, okay, he does speak to me. He cares about me. Yes. He's directing me. Now my job is to listen and take heed and be obedient and do what the confidence The Lord, if I don't know, find out. <laughs> because he says, chase after me, you know? Follow me. And so If we don't know, like Nadine said, I don't know where that came from. It could have came from the thing I was listening to, whatever, but I'm going to find out because guess what? I don't want to miss God. Oh, no. No I don't want to miss him, and neither do I. And then the other thing is second chances. I told y'all I ignored it the first time, and it came back the same way, the same feeling. I said, uh-oh, I got to listen, and I did.
1: Amen. So. Praise God. Absolutely. The Lord is speaking. He's speaking to His people. He is. He's leading us. He's guiding us every step of the way. That's what his, That's what He's. He desires to do for us. Because I'm telling you, we don't know what to do.
3: No, we don't. We
1: think we do, mm-hmm. but that's pride. That's what pride does. And the, and the part a part of what God has to do to us is He's got to humble us. America is a proud nation. We've been that way for a long time. You see what I'm saying, and, and that
3: founded on biblical principles, but we got away from that. Uh-huh. And little by little, we keep getting away. You know, we have on um, God trust on the on the dollar, mm-hmm. on the money, on the currency. We have prayer in school. We have all these biblical principles that America was founded on. We thrown them away. Throwing them away. Throwing them away. Yeah. And and want to do our
1: own thing. That's right. That's right. We want to do our own. We want to do our own thing, and that was that was what happened with the first church. And so God didn't tolerate it then, and not going to tolerate it now. I don't care what people are telling you, and I tell you this each and every week: don't just listen to us running off our mouth. You know, you have to get into the habit of getting in the Word of God for yourself. I even told you, that, how they said the Thessalonians were uh, were no, were more, no, those in Thessalonica were more noble than the Bereans because they searched the scriptures to see whether what Paul was teaching them was real, was the truth. Now, you know, Paul wasn't no slouch when it comes to the gospel. But those people didn't just take Paul at his word. They searched the scriptures. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, write these scriptures down and go look them up for yourself, you know. out to God and ask him to give you revelation. Lord God, is there something that I'm missing, you know? Because I'm telling you, at this last hour, we're not supposed to be doing this. I know that's what we want to do. And in front of that ignorant too. No, you got you to know this isn't the time to do this, to sit back and rock and and, and, and look silly and waiting for things to happen. You need to be engaged, fully engaged in preparation for what, what God is about to do. Exactly. Because I'm going to tell you, when it comes to, to him needing agents on the ground, guess who he's going to call? Us. <laughs> and you know what he told us? Be ready. That's right. Be ye also ready. You don't know when I'm coming, but that's not necessary for you to know. When? Just be ready. That's and so... To be ready because he's going to equip us
3: and his will will be done through us. If we just allow, all we need is a willing vessel. That's it. That's all. That's all we need. And so all we have to do is ready ourselves. And the way you do that is to stay in his word. And that says quick to listen. Yeah, (laughs) so to
1: speak, quick to listen. You got to do that. Are we hearing and heeding what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today? It's very important. We have attempted, uh, Over several weeks, we've attempted to warn you to be aware of the signs of our time. We've attempted to warn you that God is sounding an alarm. We attempted to uh, encourage you all to pray, repent, get on your face before God, seek him for yourself. Don't, you know, thank God for our pastors, teachers, evangelists, all those people that he's put in the body to equip us. But I'm telling you, you got to learn to feed yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. You got to learn to
1: get in the Word of God for yourself. Seek His face because He's willing to answer you. As long as you're Back in willing to listen. 2 Chronicles 7 13 um, through 15. That's
3: what that tells us to do.
1: Exactly. We've got to do that because uh, there's just so much at stake, especially for the church. The world, you know, they're, they're oblivious to What's going on? But the church—that should not be our case. We need to be astutely aware of what's happening. Uh, we've been providing, the, like I said earlier, those comparisons about how God dealt with Israel and how uh, those—you know—the similarities that we're seeing taking place in the world today. So uh, we wanted to, uh, uh, once the the, the plagues. Uh, the message that he shared us before was once that the virus, which was our biggest issue, once the virus was going to slow down because they started putting measures in place to try to deal with that, that God warned us then, don't go back to things as usual. Mm-hmm. This is not what's supposed to happen. When you come out of this, when we were able to come out of this pandemic, he said, that the time that we were spending in our uh, lockdown was time we were supposed to be spending with God. We were supposed to be getting in his word. We were supposed to be humbling ourselves. We were supposed to be fasting and praying and waiting on God's instruction. That's what we were supposed to have been doing. Mm -hmm. You know, not looking for the relief. And I think that's what happened to most of us wanted relief so bad that we stepped away, we stepped away from pursuing him. We stepped away from spending time in his word. I remember when we first started, you know, our church, we had prayer four times a day. We did that for 70 weeks. Morning, afternoon, late afternoon, and evening, we prayed. And we saw God do miracles. I'm telling you, time uh, you know, the things people would send up, prayer requests and things like that, God was still moving in the midst of a pandemic. You see what I'm saying? That's the God that we serve. But when you're obedient, when you do what God tells you to do, he does his part. All he asks you to do is do your part. So for those of us who were uh, following his instruction, he told us to deal with the leaven. Eleven representatives of sin All of us have issues In our heart That we have not dealt with God may have revealed them to us And we just dismiss them Or we allow people talk, to talk us out of it As if to say That oh well don't worry about it God loves you Everything is okay Kind of a thing I'm telling you You need to avail yourself To listen to what the spirit of God Is saying to you If you got animosity In your heart against somebody And you know it and you just trying to push it up under the rug? You're not gonna get away with it. You're not. If you know that there's some infraction that 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 that, or, or or something that you you're trying to keep hidden, you know, instead of confessing that thing, do you know that healing comes when you confess your sins to one another? Nobody wants to do that. I don't want you in my business. James five sixteen says. Confess your sins one to another and so that you can receive healing, so that you can be healed. A lot of people are not gonna do that. Because they look at them they look at themselves as you know, they want to save faith. Baby, this is not the hour to try to save faith. Put it out there. Because I'm telling you, once it's out there, the devil can't hold it against you anymore. Because it's out there, send the light. John and John 3.16 tells us about God's love in the world. But if you read, read on, you'll find out that the condemnation that comes upon all men is the fact that they love sin and they want to try to hide stuff. They want to keep it in the dark. But he says, bring it out into the light. Those who, who, once we have given our lives to Christ, I don't care what it is, bring it out in the light. And then watch what the light will do. Because we, we have an obligation to God Who sent his son Took his life instead of ours So Jesus Who God sent Did exactly what Jesus sent with, What the father sent him to do But after he had finished what he had done What he was sent here to do He went to be with the father And so what did he do he, he, Before he went He set aside 12 men What were they set aside to do To continue to work The work ain't been done. And so then Jesus prayed, Father, he said, I don't just pray. I'm coming to you, but I'm not just praying for these 12 men that you gave me. He said, but I'm going to pray for those that are going to believe on me because of what they write, what they say. Whatever written in that word, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, you know, Ephesians, all of those passages of Scripture, you know, written. As evidence for us to help God up our lives because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the work still has to go on. You and I are the ones that God needs to be in place to do that work. So we have to get with the program. We have to make certain that our hearts are pure before God. Not to say that we do everything right. That's not what I'm saying. You know, we strive to do everything right, but we don't have always do everything right because we're still in these temple carcasses. But your heart is pure, your conscience is pure when you know you are not practicing sin. It's not, not, the deliberate, not a deliberate enterprise for you anymore. I remember when I was in the world, it was, a, it was an enterprise that I went after. You know what I'm saying? I did it deliberately. But see, once you come to Christ, that cannot be your MO anymore. Mm-hmm. Are you still running around trying to find a place to party for the sake of what, partying? When all hell's breaking loose around the world, I mean, how can you, how can you equal that out with something? Say, well, I, you know, things have been so terrible. I need a break. You can take a break,
2: uh-huh.
1: but just don't take a break. Just gonna bring you to to a place of sin. That's don't let things lure you. You know, the things of this world lure you because I'm telling you, Satan is the master of disguise. He makes it seem innocent, and before you know it. You don't woke up and you didn't say, "How in the world did I get here?" That's all we need is to get your attention and for you to listen to him. So, uh, like I said, we've been providing uh, these comparisons, but we wanted uh, that once that we, we knew that once the plague or this coronavirus began to diminish, there was going to be a problem, and that is that people were going to be longing to get back into things as usual. So nobody now has time to pray. We're back to the same old routine where we're ripping and running all over the place. Don't have time to get in God's word anymore. But there's a price to be paid for all of that baby. We can't just consider that if God told us to do it, that all we needed was waiting for this stuff to go away or to diminish a little bit so we can get back to things as usual, and now we go back to things as usual That's not good That's what Israel did You see We went through All those motions Lockdown Our heart Just Losing loved ones Watching people all around the world Die from this thing Just for us to go back to things as usual No That's not what God intended So allow me to share uh, A story in the Old Testament Those of you who uh, Listen regularly and have heard me say that if you want to see how God responds to different situations, just look at the relationship uh, between God and the first church, Israel. I told you that God left a message for us in Hebrew uh, that we need to to look at the original Israel so that we can take heed and not make the same mistakes that they're going to did. So I'm going to start reading Jeremiah. I'm going to read Jeremiah 8, chapter 8, um, and so that I can hopefully get you to understand what I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to to hear him say. Teaching um, Jeremiah, like I told you before, was called to be a prophet of Israel when he was just a little boy. Teaching us that we may designate an older, we may uh, may have wanted to designate a more older, more mature person, but that's not what God chooses. God chooses whoever he wants to use. So he called this young man to a very difficult task. And this young man would have to go up up against a bunch of seasoned old men of God who proudly considered themselves the chosen people of God. Hmm. Okay. This was their peril. They lived in Jerusalem, the city of God. No one would ever dare. However, uh, these seasoned men of God had... Falling away into apostasy Similar To what we read about is going to happen to the church of our day It happened to the first church Israel And it's going to happen to this church In our day The falling away has already begun People that I mean you can read articles All across the newspaper articles And everywhere else People are leaving the churches in droves Yeah, You see you know why? Because not so much because the church isn't significant, but what we were supposed to have been doing when we had the people in our churches was making disciples, we made converts and pew pew, pew dwellers. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. We were so happy that our pews were filled, the lights were being paid, all these things were going on. People were looking at, at the at our building, and we were calling ourselves great. You know, we want more people to come to our church. Why? The body of Christ is universal. What's so good about about what's going on at your place? There's (laughs) different things going on over there if we're all one in the body of Christ. You see, you couldn't even hear yourself saying things like that. You, You were already slipping away from the purpose that God created the church. Before you know, the church was... With loving itself. Fixing itself up. You know? Why? So we can get more people. Need to get more people. No, 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 no. You don't need more people. You need more saved souls. You need to make disciples. That's what God said. And believe me, they're few and far between. But we're rallying people to come to us so that we can fill our coffers. Lord have mercy on us. Lord have mercy. Not come to God. That's right. Not to God, but to us. Because we need you to sing in the choir. We need you to be on on the deacon bowl or wherever. You know, all these things that we got caught up into to to build ourselves up and point people to us and not to Christ. And God didn't he didn't like it then and he don't like it now. Okay. But we gotta fix that. We gotta turn that around. So whether you involved in a church or you're not involved in a fellowship, let me say that, because I want you to realize that Scripture never said that the church was a house, a building, okay? No, the church says we are the church. Okay. We, the people, we are. You know, you have descriptions in the Old Testament when they said the church, you know, people say the church that meet, meets in so-and-so's house, okay? Yep. The church that met in their house were people, the the house was not the church, The people inside were the church. That's but right. you see how the the devil has twisted everything now. So now, when we say church, the first thing they think about is a big old building. We've been deceived. I'm telling you, we've been tricked. We are the church. This is the temple in which the Holy Spirit dwells. The temple, the Holy Spirit did not dwell in a building made by man's hand. He does not. He dwells in us. Now if we go in there. We gonna go. The Holy Spirit gonna go with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Indeed. But there's no need for the Holy Spirit to be in wood, no no empty building. But the point that I'm making to you is that we have been sold a bad bill of goods, and then we wouldn't check the scriptures out for ourselves either. We were happy to let them preach at us and tell us what to do, and go home and live any old kind of way we wanted to live. We weren't disciples. We would preach that because nobody checked your life. They will put you in a position of service not knowing that you cuss your wife out every night. Mm. Don't you don't even care about it, you know. long As you long as you're there on Sunday morning to do what it is you're supposed to do, we're fine with that, you know. Don't even ask, you know. Back in the day, my husband used to make sure. How's my sister? You got to be kidding.
2: Wow. Did she say
1: 90 seconds? She did. Lord, help me. <laughs> Lord Jesus, forgive me. Let me just say this. Jeremiah, read, read Jeremiah yourself. Read Jeremiah, the eighth chapter of Jeremiah. But, you you know, take the whole week and read the whole chapter. You know, read the whole book. But the point of, of what God is trying to say to us is that we don't see the COVID going nowhere. We see it escalating. And so now we're crying. We ain't saved. This thing ain't gone nowhere. Well, there's a reason it hasn't gone anywhere. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, we're going to talk, look at some of those things. So, Father God, I just want to thank you for our time tonight. I thank you for everyone that chimed in. May your blessing be upon them. Give them ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today. And then, Father God, empower and enable them to do it, that they thank will you. follow in your way. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You. See you next well, Family, Thank you all so much for sharing with us tonight And joining us Alicia yeah. once again I love you darling And I will uh-huh. see you all again next Tuesday And remember Have a great be blessed And remember tomorrow night, Wednesday night uh, New beginning God thank bless you, you. Thank. God bless- thank you, good night. Good night. good night good night darling God bless you, thanks for coming on Thank you Bye. You're welcome
0: plus.